Hey, it's me and Bob. We live now. Y'all see us? The one and only Bob Rose. I'm Dolph 17. Dolph, where's the intro? You just come on like that? I got you covered. Keeping it real with that sports pod. Legendary Coach Rock. Dolph 17. Let's rock. Who that? Boss kick. Black and gold. Let's go. First and goal from the one. Best believe, we go punch. Punching in, get them punch. With them saints, watch us march. Down the field, down your throat. Keeping it real, who? the sports. Breaking news, interviews. Open lines, just for you. Call in, join in. Hell Nation, just win. B.I., Mount Zion, Coach Green. Oh my, CJ, JV, Trick or Trade. Jose, uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby. Who that nation? Keeping it real, family. He's in the building. The one and only. You see that face. You know who it is. The man that keeps it real about the black and gold. He doesn't sugarcoat it. He gives it to you just like it is. The one and only Mr. Bob Rose. Bob, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here. Doll, thank you for having me. Uh, Merry Christmas to you and your family. Merry and Christmas you to everybody son. out there. I hope all you I hope you all are having a great holiday. Hope it continues. Hope you're staying warm wherever you are. Yes, sir. Yeah, it's a real cold when I'm up here in North Texas. It's cold. It's I'm cold. sitting in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. It's a minus 26 Ooh. degrees right now. All right, hold on. Uh, say that again. It's a minus. Minus 26 degrees, wind chill. Regular temperature is a minus two. So what do you do? Just stay inside? I mean, do you guys even try to venture out? I, we do. We do. I grew up uh, about an hour, well, about a half hour south of Lake Erie. So, okay. you know, sadly, it's not not to say I like it, but I'm used to these weather conditions. Uh, but as I get older, the winter hurts a little bit more every year. Yes, sir. Uh, I was supposed to drive up to Cleveland to you know, to provide media coverage for our network, Saints News Network, tomorrow. Uh, you know, after talking to our boss Kyle T. Mosley, uh, you know, we we agreed. Uh, you know, we we agreed. You know, just keep me home, safe and sound. Most sure. of the New Orleans media is not even flying in. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's Christmas. I've been to Cleveland many times, and it's an okay city. But believe you me, I don't want to get trapped there, away from my family, uh, you know, on Christmas Day. And we yes. just we all agreed it wasn't worth it. Wasn't worth taking the risk. And I agree, it's not. It's not, man. Yeah, be at home, holidays with your loved ones, safe and sound. That was a good call, man. All right, Bob. Let, let, let's get to the monkey in the room. These New Orleans Saints, man. First of all, the 2022 season has been. A big disappointment, a letdown, a total failure. Who gets the most blame for the current state of the New Orleans Saints, Bob? You know what? The fan base wants to blame Dennis Allen at the top of the list, and I see why. And he deserves a great deal of the blame, uh, along with offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael. But I'm always of the thought process that 
the coaches don't make the players fumble. The coaches don't make the players miss blocks, miss tackles, et cetera. My biggest disappointment you know, goes to the New Orleans Saints franchise as a whole. I mean, you know, the, it, the, this is butter across the bread. It gets spread pretty evenly. Uh, you, know, you know, some players, some coaches deserve more. Uh, you know, a little bit more of the blame. I mean, you know, Tyron Matthew, for me, is the most disappointing player uh, for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, you know, Dennis Allen, Pete Carmichael. I mean, you know, my God, their their coaching abilities just look absolutely atrocious right now. But even even established leaders, established Pro Bowl players that we've come to expect greatness from have let us down in the clutch. Cam Jordan not having a bad season, but. Falling short of expectations. Ryan Ramchek, I, I, the ghost of Christmas past must have swooped in uh, yeah, and stole the all-pro you know, right tackle because that's not the Ryan Ramchek we're used to seeing. Uh, you know, Alvin Kamara, at times, he looks absolutely disinterested to me. And you know, he, he's been largely ineffective. Part of that is the usage, which points the finger of blame at the coaching staff. But again, you know, Kamara is the player. He's getting paid with the expectation that you're out there to make plays regardless of what we ask you to do. And he's falling short. And I mean, I could go on and on and on, you know, the quarterback situation is a, is a real head scratcher. As you know, uh, you know, you talk about it every week. I talk about it every week. We all talk about it every week. Uh, lack, lack of weapons uh, you know, at receiver outside of Chris Olave. It's just, it's been a really frustrating season. Well, pick it back on some of the things I- First of all, I think I'm gonna just. I think the Saints do have weapons at wide receiver. I, opposite Olave, I love Shahid. I'll say that. I, I, I love, I love, I love Shahid. And one of the biggest pleasant surprises of the season, which I saw coming, a lot of us saw coming, is the emergence of Jawan Jones, mm-hmm. who is right now, well, for maybe the last five, six weeks, uh, along with the number one tight end on this team hands down him and then there's Adam Troutman and we'll figure it out the rest in the off season. Um so we go we go into to Morris game, Callaway, Trey Quan, uh Shahid. Um I heard they brought up Kurt Merritt. They did. And um the kid that used to has been off and on um Kirkwood Kirk, Keith Kirkwood. Kirkwood, Keith mm-hmm. Kirkwood would be back also. I don't expect the Saints to win this game tomorrow. I don't the weather, the circumstances, you're down, you're down Olave, you're down your best offensive lineman has just went on went on injured reserve. Mm-hmm. Now, a lot of fans, a lot of family members, they didn't want to hear that. They were ready to get rid of Caesar. Mm-hmm. A, lot of, a lot of y'all out there right now who are in here talking about Caesar, you were ready to get rid of, wanted to get rid of Caesar before the season. The young man has blossomed. He has came into his own. He never played guard before. With the correct coaching, correct motivation, and shouts out to Zach Street and Jari mm-hmm. Evans also for working with the young man. And you see what we have. And I'm with you, Bob. I've been saying it for since last year, since this summer, and since the beginning of the season. Ever since Ryan Ramchak has gotten paid, that all pro right tackle has been missing in action. And my 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 question to you is as as far as tomorrow goes with the offensive line. With Caesar being out, my thought pattern was why not put James Hurst at right guard and put Trevor Penning at left tackle. He is our number one pick. He is your future at left tackle. Why is he not starting at left tackle? I, I don't. He needs all the reps he can get. What's your thoughts on that? 
Uh, yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, yeah, hey, listen, yeah, the, the Saints do have a path to the NFC South title, uh, you know, and it's not quite as complicated as people think, but it's still unrealistic to expect this team to make a run to the NFC championship or anything like that. So, you know, I'm not saying you give up on games uh, by any stretch of the imagination, but like you said, they invested a first round pick in Trevor Penning. Uh, you know, he showed some flashes in the preseason. I understand why they started, uh, you know, James Hurst, uh, continued to start James Hurst, even when Penning was healthy. Hurst is a serviceable tackle, but he's better. He's better uh, equipped inside at guard and we've seen that over the last month because james struggles with speed rushers and you're going to get a lot of speed rushers when you're playing left tackle so why not plug trevor penning in see what he can do especially now that you lost uh, ruiz andrus pete might not play tomorrow he made the trip but he hasn't practiced all week because he's sick now you know throckmorton is going to step into one of those guard spots but why not move hurst in uh, yeah, inside where you know what you have there. Try penning out at left tackle because let's face facts. Yeah, the field conditions probably isn't going to be favorable to throw the ball 30, 40 yeah. times. So he's not going to necessarily have to be in pass protection against that beast Miles Garrett a whole lot. Right. Uh, yeah, the Saints are going to probably run the ball a lot, which penning is a better run blocker yeah, than pass blocker right. at this point. So yeah. Put your best maulers out there and just try to beat the hell out of Cleveland's defense. And that's and that that's that's what I'm saying exactly. Tomorrow plays into Trevor's strength. He's mm -hmm. a, the, since he's got here, the one thing we know he can do since training camp, preseason game, he can run block. And yes, sir. I'm talking, I'm talking dominant. So why not put him out there tomorrow? Like you said, the, with the weather conditions, I I doubt if I doubt if somebody even passes. 23 times tomorrow. I mean, the wind, wind gust is supposed to be, I believe, 25 to 30 miles per hour tomorrow. So it's going to be real difficult. And then that brings me to Andy Dalton, though he's played in that kind of weather before, on strength. To get the ball on, on out. So it's going to be a lot of intermediate short things. I, I think we could look for a lot of screens tomorrow by both teams. Um, it's like whoever wins the wins the line of scrimmage tomorrow is going to win this game. Oh yeah, and, and right now everything is in favor of the Cleveland Browns because the Saints just gave up 234 yards to the Atlanta Falcons mm -hmm. to a team that's not known to be a dominant running team. And here you're coming in against the number one rushing team in the league with the number one uh, duo in the league, in my in my opinion, and Chubb and Hunt. So I mean, yeah, I I just think it makes too much sense to to play Trevor Penning. Now, earlier this week, um, we got the news that Demario Davis has finally made the Pro Bowl. But he makes the Pro Bowl in a year and a season that I think has not been his best since he's been in New Orleans. Matter of fact, I think this season may have been his worst as a member of the New Orleans Saints. Yet he made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, it probably is his worst, uh, you know, in a Saint uniform, and that doesn't, yeah, that that doesn't mean that he's having a bad year. That just means right. his other years were just that darn good. Yes, uh, yeah, Demario. I don't know whether it's. I think it's a combination of age. He's thirty three years old and a lot of snaps. Uh, yeah, and and the line in front of him, especially the defensive tackles, have just played so poorly that it's left those linebackers, him, Caden Ellis, even Pete Werner, it's left them out to dry a little bit. 
Uh, you know, Demario is still a fantastic linebacker, one of the better ones in the game. Uh, but yeah, you could make a case for, uh, you know, for Demario making it off of name recognition. Uh, yeah. And the NFL is NFL pro bowl is famous for that. Uh, you know, electing a, a player to the pro bowl a year too late. Uh, you know, Trey Hendrickson is a great example. Trey should have made the Pro Bowl his last year in New Orleans in 2020. Uh, you know, he was far more deserving than what Cam Jordan was you know, that particular season, yet Trey didn't make it. Yet the last two years where Trey's statistics have been a little bit down as far as you know, with the Cincinnati Bengals, still good, but a little right. bit down. You know, Trey has been almost a unanimous selection. Uh, you know, so I think that's what we're seeing with the Mario. Uh, and I'm not going to say he's not deserving. But I do agree with you as far as his achievements in a Saints uniform. Uh, this, this, this is his worst year yet. Yeah, that, that, that's what I mean by his worst year as a member of the Saints. I mean, the last two years, they were to me, they were dominant. Yeah. I mean, he should have been the Pro Bowl, All Pro, and everything. Um, and speaking of the linebacker position, also this summer, a lot of family members, a lot of who that nation were screaming for Quan Alexander. Mm-hmm. The Saints knew what they had. They mm -hmm. offered Quan, from what I'm understanding, the opportunity to come back, but just not yep. as the starter to back up Pete Warner. Then you had everybody, everyone saying, well, he can play. He can take um, Caden Ellis. I Shouts out to Ross Jackson and myself. We've been telling y'all Caden Ellis can play. Mm -hmm. And now that he's been given the opportunity, you now see the Saints have three viable linebackers. And do I say that their plans this summer got messed up with the with the loss of um Jackson, the young linebacker from Appalachian State? Because I think they had big plans, big plans for that young man. I know for a fact they did. And I love the pick at DeMarco Jackson at the time. I was telling people, uh, I was telling people his playing style is very reminiscent of Demario Davis. And I know that's high praise and big shoes to fill. Uh, but you watch who that nation. When DeMarco Jackson gets back on the field next year, that's exactly what you're going to see. Uh, yeah, and I've been saying the same thing about Caden Ellis, too, really, since they grabbed him out of Idaho. His coverage ability, his open field skills aren't great. He isn't what Demario is in the open field. He isn't what Pete Warner is. Certainly isn't what Quan Alexander was. But what Caden Ellis is, is a physical, aggressive, downhill defender. So you know, I will give a shout out to the Saints defensive coaches for using him in the right way when he did get the you know, the chance for increased reps. They just – they. they they took the leash off of that junkyard dog and said, you go get the ball. You go get the quarterback, the ball carrier, whatever, whoever has the ball, you go take his head off. And that's exactly what Caden does. And you know what? Ellis, even in coverage, uh, you know, the last few weeks has been a little bit more impressive than I, than I had seen his previous three years in a Saints uniform. Remember, this is a free agent at the end of the unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. He should be top priority as far as in-house free agents yes. for the team. You you get that because it's not going to cost an arm and a leg to keep him if you do it early. You get that man signed as soon as uh, as soon as the ink dries on the 2022 season. And and might I say he might be the best pass rusher they have right now. Yeah, he he actually. I mean, if you watch Cannon Ellis, like you see, you say see ball, get ball, get quarterback. That's exactly what he see. He see he goes he goes and gets it now. Speaking of the defense, that's going back to the offseason, Dennis Allen's names, Ryan Nielsen, 
and Chris Rashard as co-defensive coordinators. My co-host, Coach Rock, and a lot of the Who That Nation were kind of concerned about that. Why not name one person as the defensive coordinator? Since he's done that, in my, my opinion, those units have suffered, especially mm -hmm. the defensive line. Mm -hmm. Then on top of that, you still calling the plays on Sunday. So how does that work? I think as a head coach, you have to step back and delegate. You hire these men to do a job, let them do the job. Now, as the head coach, if they make a call you don't like doing the game, you're the head coach. You can override them. No, we're not going to run that. Same goes on the offense for Pete Carmichael. Uh, we can go back to the – I know a lot of them won't go – to the Tampa Bay game. Why are you, why are you throwing a slant on, on, on third and one? And why you punt the ball? You you got a four and eight football team. What are you punting for? You, you know you couldn't get the ball back to Brady. We saw we've seen this movie before. So 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 what's your thoughts on first that first the um the co-defensive coordinators? What did you think of that? And how how do you think that has impacted this current season for the Saints defense? Dolph, I know why he did it. Uh, you know, he did it to keep both men happy. Uh, you know, kind of an extra job title to make sure that you know no other team would be able to come after either Nielsen or Richard because both men are highly respected throughout the league. So I know why he did it. But then when he, you know, when when Da did that and then turned around and said, "But I'm still going to call the defensive plays," my first reaction was, "Oh no." No, 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 no. That's too many hands in the cookie jar, my friend, because uh, I couldn't agree with you more. You know, no matter what kind of personality you have as a head coach, the very first thing you have to learn how to do is delegate because because you can't split yourself in four or five pieces and be everywhere at the same right. time. Uh, you have to have trust in your assistance on both sides of the football. And if he uh, yeah, if he had any trust in Richard or Nielsen, he would have delegated the play calling to one of them obviously just like sean payton was with the offense obviously yeah da you're a defensive guy so you're still heavily involved in the game planning but you know, these guys are coordinators for a reason you let them coordinate you let them do their job uh you know, and you specify roles for them and i couldn't agree with you more i think that both units the defensive line especially defensive tackle and the secondary particularly the safety position suffered because a bunch of coaches were running or had been running around all season, not knowing exactly what their roles are. Correct. Correct. Now, uh, uh, now, as we speak about the safety, the last couple of weeks, first of all, um, we all were holding on to Iron Me Too because earlier this season, I thought he was out there making business decisions mm -hmm. and it certainly looked that way. But as I started to study the games, Bob, I think Tyron got hurt. The first game of the season against Atlanta, when he came up to tackle Patterson, and I think he was playing through an injury. I don't think his season started to turn around until the Arizona Cardinals game. And I came on here and I told the family, I saw I saw a little extra bounce to his step. And ever since that game, he has been coming on, and he's starting. He's starting. You're getting toward the end of the season now. He's starting to kind of resemble the Honey Badger, the player that we thought we was getting. And markets may also. Uh, yeah, Matthew, I do see a little bit in, in, in Tyron. And I did wonder the same thing that you did in that first Atlanta game to open the season. Yeah, he he and he and Cordero Patterson had that collision. Uh, yeah, and my instant thought was, oh, my God, he's out. 
uh, you know, he's out for at least a couple weeks. He got you know, probably injured a shoulder, collarbone, something like that. Now, to Tyron's credit, he stayed in the game. He's a gamer. You got to give him credit for that. Uh, and I did see that same kind of bounce in his step against Arizona that you did. Uh, but you know, for the most part, Tyron Matthew you know, is a shadow of the player that we saw making Pro Bowl, you know, making all pros for Kansas City, uh, you know, before that Houston and Arizona. Uh, you know, his style of play, uh, you know, always fast, fast and physical. That tends to wear a guy down, especially a smaller guy at that position. So, yeah, and I, you know, I've accused Matthew of doing the same thing. You know, awful tackling effort, business decisions, uh, you know, lazy positioning uh, you know, uh, and tackling uh, that has improved over the last couple of weeks. And I don't mean to imply that Tyron Matthew in general is a lazy player, uh, but he's had such an awful season. Uh, you know, I, I was part of that media coverage when they came up here to Pittsburgh. I saw him miss a ta- miss three ta- opportunities for tackles on one play, and that and a and I turned to my colleagues in the in the booth and I said, "That right there is the microcosm of Tyron Matthews' season." Uh, you know, he got he got trucked by a blocker uh, you know, uh, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, had another opportunity to track down the ball carrier, took a bad angle, uh, and then when his teammates caught up, had another opportunity opportunity to get Najee Harris and, you know, kind of swiped at the ball and allowed Najee an extra 10 yards. Uh, you know, you go back and watch that film and you know that you'll know exactly what play I'm talking about. That was the microcosm of Tyron Matthews season. And I, I don't think that he's going to be jettisoned this offseason. I think the Saints are going to give him another opportunity. Uh, yeah, and as, in Marcus May's case, Marcus, we it's been such a small sample size because Marcus has been in and out of the lineup because of injuries. Uh, and he's probably not going to play tomorrow because he's you know, dealing with a shoulder issue. Uh, yeah, and you don't want to be playing on a bad shoulder, bad ribs, bad hamstring and weather like they're going to be facing. So I'd be surprised if Marcus may plays tomorrow. Uh, yeah, but when he's been on the field too, uh, yeah, I think he's been a little bit more consistent than Tyron Matthew, but again, it's just such a small sample size. Uh, yeah. And when he is on the field, he's not making, he's not being a difference maker. And that's these two players both came to the saints at, with reputations as playmakers, as difference makers for the defense. And unfortunately we just haven't seen it. Right. And I, I'm pretty sure why, why haven't they just put Lattimore on injury reserve? I mean, I mean, they might, we're not going to see him the rest of the season. Yeah. I mean, they might well just put him on, on injured reserve. So, listen, fam, Bob has um, agreed to allow you guys to come on and ask him one question. One question. I put the link in the chat. The link's in the chat. If anyone would like to come on and ask Bob one question, please come on. We have Bob for another eight minutes. I'm telling y'all, we got Bob for another eight minutes. So, this is your chance. All, all the questions you wanted to ask Bob, now it's your time to come on and ask some family. Um, be nice. It's Christmas. Yeah, be nice. Be nice. So, Bob, as far as did, – did the Saints make the correct coaching hire? Yes or no, Bob? I thought so at the time. I really did, and I supported it. Uh, and I would still reluctantly say yes because looking at who else was out there uh, you know, and how they're doing, I would have loved to see Enemy here. I would have loved to see Brian Flores here. But I understand – what the organization was thinking, keeping the continuity. In hindsight, a lot of people are going to say it's a mistake. I think they should move on at the end of the year. I'm not sure they'll do that either. Uh, but it, I supported the decision at the time, so I'm not going to sit here and say, "Oh, I told you, I told you they shouldn't have done that," because I, I, I'd be a hypocrite if I did that. Right, right. 
Well, Bob, we got one of the youngest family members coming on. He's not today. He's a tropical wave, but Bob, you should get because <laughs> when, when he's on, man, he turns into a, a, a category five hurricane. Talking about the one and on Hurricane Mike, you're live with Mr. Bob Rose. Mike, what's your question? Um, all right. So my, my question to you is, like, obviously, we know this season has been one of the most disappointing seasons. Obviously, for like the past few years, it's been. The most disappointing season, like we have not had this, we have not had a bad of a season as we did right now in like a long time. So my question to you, do you know if there's any like reasons, like if there any rumors, like is Dennis Allen, like is there rumors about him possibly getting fired? He should have got fired like after week 10, but is there any possibilities that he does get fired or do you think he's going to stay another year? Hey, Mike, thank you for the question. Uh, happy holidays to you and your family. Yeah, there are all kinds of rumors about Dennis Allen, uh, you know, and it's floating through the organization. Players are being asked about it. No, and of course, during the season, they're just going to brush it off. Uh, they're not going to. Uh, they're not going to uh, uh, answer those kind of rumors. I think it's the way this team finishes their last three games on whether Dennis Allen comes back or not. Uh, you know, if they make the playoffs or win two out of three. Like it or not, you're going to see Dennis Allen back. Uh, you know, if this team gets blown out of the water in their last two, you know, two of the three or all three games, then Gail Benson has a decision to make. Uh, you know, you know, Gail Benson and Mickey Loomis, and I think then it's a possibility. Uh, you know that they. It, that they move on from Allen uh, you know, and kind of maybe start all over in a mini rebuild. They're not going to blow this thing up. Uh, but you know, if they, if they just look absolutely horrible, these last you know, two of the three or last three games, then yeah, I think you'll see Dennis Allen move on. Uh, you know, they'll move on from Dennis Allen. Wow, I will say this, Michael, I am 100% positive that whether Dennis Allen is here or not, Pete Carmichael will not be your offensive coordinator. So we're going to see a lot of assistance you know, moving on, even if DA comes back. I hope that answers your question. All right. Thank, All thank right. you for the question, Mike. Now, now, Bob, we have one of the most popular, uh, the most outspoken member of the Keep It Real <laughs> family, the one and only brother Wallace. Wallace, you're on with Bob. All right. Merry Christmas, Dolph. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Merry Christmas Mike. Christmas, Merry Christmas to everybody in the chat. Well, let Mike, uh, the question I was going to ask, let Mike ask you, but what about this one here, Bob? Do you think we're going to have Jameis Winston as our quarterback next year? Uh, what you think about that? Wallace, Merry Christmas to you. And man, that's a million dollar question. Do I, do I hope that Jameis Winston is back? I do. However, I do not think he will be back, uh, especially if Dennis Allen returns as the coach. Like it or not, and I, be I personally, personally believe that Jameis Winston got a raw deal here this season. But yes, Dennis Allen made his decision very early in the process that he feels more comfortable with Andy Dalton uh, you know, than he does Jameis Winston. And whether you wow. agree with that or not, I, I, because Andy Dalton and De Dennis Allen is a conservative coach. Uh, yeah, and I'm putting it very, very politely here when I say that. Uh, yeah, and yeah, Andy Dalton is the safer bet at quarterback. Jameis Winston is the gunslinger. He's going to take the chances. He's going to make the pretty plays and give you explosive plays, but he's also going to make bigger mistakes. Andy Dalton is kind of mainstream. He has a lower ceiling uh, or a, a high 
a higher floor, but a lower ceiling. You're not going to get nearly as many peaks and valleys as you do uh, with Andy Dalton as you do uh, Jameis Winston. And that's where I think Dennis Allen felt most comfortable. Do I agree with the decision? No. Uh, But let's face reality, too. Andy Dalton is not the re- other than Arizona. Andy Dalton is not the reason the New, or- the New Orleans Saints are, uh, have had such a poor season. I don't know if things would have been much different with Jameis Winston. I think Jameis is the far better quarterback. But yeah, Dennis Allen went with Andy Dalton because he just feels more comfortable with him uh, because of his conservative nature. Uh, so if D.A. is back, there's zero chance that Jameis Winston is back. Uh, yeah, and uh, remember, Andy Dalton is a free agent, too. So let's say let's say going along with Mike's question before that they do move on from D.A. Uh, yeah. you know, Jameis is under contract for one more year. That's right. Now, if they cut him, it's not a big salary cap hit. So either party could move on without much of a financial hit. Either way, I think the Saints go quarterback hunting, probably make a move in the draft to try to get one. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I, I can't see Jameis Winston back. I think he's going to be elsewhere. I hope mm-hmm. I'm wrong because I love Jameis as a player. I'd love to see him Me have too. success Me here. Too. But check this out, Vi. Only way you'll see Jameis Winston back if Sean Payton come back. I believe yes. Sean Payton would keep him as his quarterback. I agree with I that. I believe that. Well, Bob... And everybody, Dennis Allen coming back because the NFL just sent out a letter to the organization letting them know they're 800 and something million dollars in the hole for playing former coaches and uh, administrative personnel. He, he's got no offensive coach. They, man. They are I mean, no head coach, man. It's like this, Wallace. Look, we if it was a head coach, he'll have Pennington playing left tackle. Start. That man ain't no head coach, man. Nah, man. Listen, it, it, it's like this. I'm gonna give. We're gonna get back with you, but Wallace, hold on, my brother. But yeah, man. So, um, listen, Dennis Allen come. The, the league wants him to come back, but as an owner, Gail Benson. There's matter of fact, when 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 everybody just had enough, and the and the petition started, the email started, the phone calls started. Gail Benson felt that he, because for the yeah. first time in the in in her ownership of the New Orleans Saints, she was down on the sidelines before a game, and mm-hmm. she wasn't smiling and she wasn't kissing babies. To me, she was down there gauging the temperature of this team, of how they react to this head coach. Listen, the man's only the most games this man has ever won as a head coach is five games when he just done that last week. Yep, never won two in a row ever. Never. Now, this team's pattern this year, and we have went over nauseam on this show. Win one game, lose two. Win one, lose two. They just won. So what's going to happen tomorrow? Pattern the season, they're going to lose. And there, there's not a – and there's no bigger Saint fan than me. Who that did it than me? There is no way, even without Jalen Hurst, I see the Saints beating the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't. I don't. I hope they prove me wrong, but I don't. I don't expect. So let, let's let's jump to the end of the season, Bob. I know you got to go. So let's jump to the end of the season. It's the end of the season. Let's say they do keep Dennis Allen. I got a there. I got a strong feeling that Dennis Allen will come out and say that we'll be going into twenty twenty three when Andy Dalton is our starting quarterback. If that's the case. 
And that's one of the things that Gail Benson and Mickey Loomis have to do with Dennis Allen at the end. If they're even considering keeping him around, they have to sit down with him and say, we want you to change your offensive staff. We've already talked about that. And then B, ask him, what are your plans at quarterback? And if he says Andy Dalton, or he hedges it all uh, you know, as far as a little bit of an inconsistent answer, then you end the meeting right there and say, Dennis, good luck with your next opportunity because it ain't going to be here. Yeah. I don't, I don't see Andy Dalton back. I, like I said, I see him making a move in the draft uh, you know, and maybe going after a bridge quarterback, uh, you know, free, free agency outside of Garoppolo free agency is ugly, uh, but you never know what could happen. Uh, they'll, they'll bring in a guy like Dalton, uh, you know, with with starting experience uh, that could possibly mentor a rookie quarterback that they pick up early in the second round right. or trade back to the middle of the first round to grab. Uh, but yeah, I, I strongly believe that they're going to at least grab a rookie quarterback this draft. So Bob, well, right before you go, let me. There, there's one name that keeps popping up, and I and I kind of watched him this past week. The kid up there in Baltimore, Huntley. I wasn't impressed. What's your thought on him? A lot of people think he's a franchise savior, a franchise quarterback. I don't see it. No, Dolph, I don't see it either. Uh, you know, Huntley's a gamer. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah he's, he's fun to watch play in certain systems, certain systems like Baltimore's. But you did, what did you do this past year? You spent a first-round draft pick on Chris Olave. You mentioned Jawan Johnson, and I love that kid too. Yeah, he, he is a blossoming pass catcher at tight end. You got Michael Thomas coming back. Yeah, it, hopefully he stays healthy. You have a developing receiver in Rashid Shahid that can make plays down the field. So yeah, you you have the weapons there. You have Kamara if they don't move on from him this offseason. Best pass catching back in the NFL. The last thing you need is an RPO quarterback. You need a guy that can go through reads, go through progressions, read defenses, and spread that ball all over the field with accuracy. And I just don't see that out of Huntley. He's a dynamic athlete. He probably, with the right coaching, he could certainly improve his mechanics uh, as a passer. But you need someone that can be an established passer from day one in this offense. Right. Now, if the Saints do decide to move on from Dennis Allen, whoever gets the job is not getting a team that had that has the cover is bare. The Saints have talent on this team on mm-hmm. both sides of the ball. Dennis Allen was handed a golden ticket and he has failed miserably. He was handed a playoff ready team in the palm of his hand and the man's just failed. His yep. message hasn't got across to the team. He's not inspirational. They they can come on, they can say whatever they want. But it speaks when you're on the field. Film doesn't lie. No. And we, it cannot, you guys are not responding to this man. You had players go and tell the ex coach if you was there, there is no way you would have been okay with me coming to the sidelines after I fumbled that ball. That was the worst indictment of Dennis Allen that could possibly yes. be made. Yes. Right then and there. He, sh- he should have he been out right then and there. But like mm-hmm. you say, Miss, Miss Benson, Mickey Loomis, they have a decision to make this season. And what, what we're afraid of and what we do not want to happen to the Saints organization is what happened in Carolina. I know a lot of um, Saints fans who, are, who have never saw the old Saints who are only used to the Sean Payton, Drew Brees era mm-hmm. and the worst record they have seen in 79. So now this is really uh, frustrating them, confusing them. They don't know. 
Welcome to our pain for 20-something years. <laughs> and, and it was even worse than this. So, I, I, I grew up watching this team through the 80s, and I'll just yeah. drop the mic with that statement. That's it. That, that's it. That's it. Well, look, Bob, I know you got to go. I want to thank you, my brother, for coming through and spending some time with us and dropping your knowledge on us. And final question, do the Saints win tomorrow? I'll be rooting for them. And I, I think they they have the potential to win. But, Dolph, I agree with you. I don't think they'll win. Uh, they just they have too many injuries at key spots. Uh, you know, and you know, th this team has been so the only thing consistent about this team this year has been their frustration. Right. Uh, you know, and I think that frustration continues. And in a way, man, it almost feels like a loss would put us out of our misery, uh, you know, as yeah. far as hoping for playoffs or something like that. So, yeah, I'm not rooting for it. I never root against the Saints, uh, but I just I don't see them winning this football game tomorrow. Yeah, I don't. I don't either. We, we just we just being real. We don't see it. I mean, it's just that simple. Two men down. Two. Listen, Jarvis Landry has been placed on injury reserve. Chris, uh, I mean, Caesar's gone already without Mike T. I mean, Lattimore basically is on injury reserve. They're just not mm -hmm. announcing it. So yeah, you know. But again, Bob, listen. Thank you, my brother. Stay warm, stay safe. Happy holidays and Merry Christmas to you and your family. Listen, you are family. You are always welcome on here anytime, anytime you would like, sir. Um, again, thank you so much for coming on and showing us some love, and we look forward to the next time you're on. Dolph, man, thank you so much for having me. It's an honor. Uh, I'd love to have you on my show, the Bayou oh, Blitz uh, Wednesday nights. Uh, I love it. And uh, I, I do apologize. I have to cut it short. Uh, but yeah, it, Santa's coming. So I got to, you know, I got to get ready for that kind of stuff. Uh, but I, I'd love to do this again with you sometime. Yes, sir. Uh, Merry Christmas. Happy holidays to you and your family. All you guys that jumped in, uh, you know, said hello in the chat uh, or you know, jumped on and asked questions. I love you and God bless you. Thank you for all your support that you give to you know, Dolph, myself, all of us that do this. Uh, you, you guys are what makes this fun. And I hope yes. that you all have a safe and happy uh, Christmas and holidays. There it is, family. The one and only Mr. Bob Rose. All right, Bob, go and get some of the eggnog in you, man. <laughs> take care man uh, take care talk to you later bye bye alright family that was the one and only Mr. Bob Rose he came through dropped some knowledge family so how you feeling tomorrow family you heard my thoughts you heard Bob's thoughts we don't we're not expecting the Saints to win tomorrow will, will we be okay if they won will we like if they won yes but this team is injury riddled they're playing in some horrible conditions tomorrow and they're playing the number one team, rushing team in the National Football League. And the Saints are one of the worst teams against the rush in the National Football League. So it doesn't, it, it, it's a bad, it's a bad mix. Um, again, I will be watching. Of course, I'll be pulling for them. But family, I, I, I don't expect us to win this game tomorrow. I would love to be wrong. I'd love to have to come on here Sunday and to kick back and tell you. Hey, the Saints pulled it out. I like y'all to say, Dolph, you thought they weren't going to do it, but they did it. And a lot of you who would say that are feeling the same way too. You just, you just not going to say it. You go wait for the outcome. And if they win, then you go come on and say it. But it's all good. I love you anyway. Trap Star 318, how you doing? Come on in. Hey, family, there's 15 of us here. I ask everyone, please hit that, that, like, that like button. If it's your first time, please subscribe. 
I ask everyone, please share, share the show on your social media platforms. All right, 504 Cole say, Dolph, I'm not expecting a W tomorrow, but hey, 1410 Saints. Okay. Okay. 504 Cole say, 1410 Saints. Let me see. Hendon Hooker. I don't know what I'm gonna have to watch some more tapes of him on him, man. I, I, I got to really look at his mechanics, man. You know, and then I know he's uh got that knee injury. So will he even be ready for the start of um training camp, OTAs, and the preseason? That's a, maybe you take a fly on him in the third third round if he's there. You know. All right. Let's see. Eric, Eric's here. We got Hurricane Mike. Mike, you there? All right. Uh, I am. All right. Eric. Yeah, how you doing, Eric? Welcome to the show. Merry Christmas. I am doing all right, but how you all doing? We're doing all right, man. Trying to, stay warm. Trying to stay warm, man. Oh, yes, too. <laughs> What's that weather like up there where you at, Eric? It's cold. <laughs> What's the temp? What's the temp? Um, now we finally got... Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. We finally got up to 38 degrees. Oh, wow. That, that's a blessing because we ain't there yet. We in the 20s, in the teens here, man. But, right. I mean, a couple of, I mean, best today, like yesterday and the day before that, it was like 20 something. 20 so, something? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, pretty, so very cold, um, icy. A lot of snow. Okay. Yeah. So Eric, so Eric, you think the Saints will score three touchdowns tomorrow and win 21-17? Do you think those many points will be scored tomorrow in those elements? I don't know. I guess I'm just kind of being hopeful. So gotcha. that way, um, maybe Sunday would be a happy old. Right. Right. Yeah. I right. guess. Now, like I said, man, I don't expect us to win. I hope I'm wrong. Yeah. And I hope we're coming on here uh, Sunday and uh, celebrating a uh, surprising mm -hmm. upset win that they're heading into the Philly game. But I, I don't see it happen. And, and I don't think. Uh, Derek L., how you doing? Come on in. Uncle Jerry, how you doing? Come on in. Zach, real fast sports, how you doing? Come on in. Merry Christmas to you and your and your family, my brother. Tory Shepherd Senior, how you doing? Come on in. All right. Number one Saints fan, how you doing? Come on in. Rose City, how you doing? Come on in. I got y'all know I got to get to come on in, man. Hmm. Got to get you, baby. Be kind. Be kind. How you doing? Come hmm. on in. What else we got? I didn't get Zach popping on. What up, Zach? Yo, what's good, dog? What's good, my brother? What's happening? What's happening? And yeah. Trying to stay warm, man. Happy oh. holidays to you and your family, my brother. Oh, I appreciate y'all too, guys. Y'all too. Y'all too. And we're about to probably have to show about this one tomorrow. Man, so Zach, man, what's your thoughts on tomorrow, man? Are you like us? Are you are you expecting the Saints to shock us out and win tomorrow? 
You know, man, I, I think I'm getting kind of opposite of y'all, man. Like, I'm not expecting it to be anything crazy, but I, I think it's because it, because we have no weapons, it don't really hurt us. It's not like we're going to be throwing the ball a whole bunch anyway. It's going to be a, a lot of pound on the ground. And to right. be honest, the Browns have looked terrible. They didn't deserve, They shouldn't have won last week. They right. lost the last the last uh, previous two. Uh, Browns are just as interesting as the Saints are right now. Gotcha, gotcha. So what, what what's your thought about the offensive line? I say start pinning that left tackle. What's your thoughts on that? Why they go? I think you know, they put Throckmorton out there, but I I thought I was losing my mind when I wasn't seeing him out there. I thought they like maybe he just wasn't 100 ready, and then I randomly see him in a play, and I'm like, why is he not getting more reps? Like th- this year's you know ba- basically a bust. You know, right. there's no point of trying to hold on and wait to uh you know try and see if we can get playoffs. Get this young man some time. We we figured he was gonna have some learning curves coming into the league anyway. Right. Put him in, play him, let him get those those reps in. He missed the first half of the season. He didn't get to experience what other rookies had. Let him do that now. That way, next season we have a good eye of where we need to put him. Can we keep him on that left side? Do we need to move him? Is he even that guy? We we have no idea yet. We have no idea yet. I don't know why we're not playing him. Yeah, that's my thing. I, I like to listen. Last three games of the season, he's we drafted him to be the future left tackle, the the uh, the heir apparent. To um to Olmstead, put the kid out there. Move Hurst. Hurst plays better inside. He does. Put Hurst at right tackle or put Hurst at left tackle. I mean left guard, and put Throckmorton at right guard. Who I'm not a fan of. I'm I'm sorry. I'm not. Yeah. I, I, I'm not a fan of him. But put this kid out at left tackle. Let him get as many. I I kind of wish that it was a. That the temperature was in the the, the high thirties, low forties, and I and I wish uh, the vet uh, Clowney was playing because I want this kid to go up against the best, not mm-hmm. putting him out there because you're scared of him ha- of who he has to go up against. Nah, this is your future left tackle. We have to see what we have in this kid. We have to get this kid developed to go next year. You have to put this kid out there and let him get his reps. Don't just put him out there mm-hmm. in the in the jumbo package. No. Well, the the deal is too is that his biggest attribute to the team, you know, in that position is his physicality. They love his aggressiveness and they love his physicality. That don't mean diddly squatting how physical you can be with college players. All right, it means how physical you can be in the league with grown grown ass men. You know, exactly. how are you gonna face these guys? Uh, you know, one on one. Are you gonna be able to handle them like you handle the boys? You know, right. or where you got to step your game up because that's the biggest adjustment that comes in to the NFL is size, speed, and power. You thought you were, you know, big and tough. Can you still keep up? Where do you need to develop your game better? Do you need to get strong? Do you need to get quicker? What What is this? But we, we haven't even got to see it. I, I feel like I haven't even got a fresh eye on any right. plays that he's done. Um, yet, yet to see. I think there might have been one game where I saw him, and they I think they had him – they had him – uh I think they had him in a, in the guard, and I was like super confused uh, why. I think that was two weeks ago. Exactly, and the the really the only action we did give him get to see of him was in preseason. And and right. though I say he got better every game, up to the game he got hurt the last preseason game. Yes, every out and Trevor Penning got better. 
But the one thing, like I was just telling Bob, the one thing that he has been good at since he stepped on the field and dominant has been road, a road a world grinder. Yeah. Run blocking, dominant. That preseason Definitely. game against that drive against on um, the Chargers, man, him and Pete on that, they were dominant. So my thing is, we know we already knew he was going to have his ups and his downs as a rookie in pass protection. Good. And that's something we're we're desperately needing right now. Is there is no run blocking? Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, you know, I was listening to what Bob said about uh, you know AK and just how he's kind of look uninterested. Um, right. You know, I think there's there's levels to that, and you know, just involving the court case and all those different things. You know, there's a lot of things that are going on behind the scenes for him. But you know, I would one, I would love to see AK just actually hit a hole with some with, with some force. You know, pause. But like. He, he's so hesitant. He's always been a guy that runs behind his blockers and waits for them to create the holes instead of like enforcing his own. Uh, so a lot of times when you see him running in between the trenches, trying to get past the, uh, the first line is that there's no gaps for him to hit. If there's even the slightest of a hole, he's going to be able to get through there. And right now we haven't been able to see it. So you bring Penning in and you run him to that left side and get, get some uh, work done with him, get AK involved, get him inter- interested again. I think there's only been really, what two game, two three games this season where AK is feel like he, that he's been a factor, right. and, and after that it's it's been irrelevant. All right. So let, let me ask you this: that yeah, do the Saints trade Ron Ramchak this summer? I don't know, man. I don't know. They. Something has to be done. I mean, what what's his what's his contract look like right now? Uh, I'm not even uh, sure. I'm not I'm not I'm not even sure. But I know that I think he's in what the second or third year of it, and he really he hasn't been anything. He hasn't played mm-hmm. up to his capabilities, his All Pro status since he signed the contract. No, not now, at all. Now coming into this season, he he during the preseason, he informed us that he was playing last year with an injury. Right. Well, damn, well, damn have you been playing with an a, a injury? Um, again, la- again, because right. your 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 play, my brother, has been suspect. The best offensive lineman for the New Orleans Saints, the most improved player for the New Orleans Saints, the breakout player for the New Orleans Saints. I'm saying it is Caesar Ruiz. Y'all can say who y'all want. Caesar Ruiz has been the best, most consistent offensive lineman the New Orleans Saints have had all season. Mm-hmm. Better than Ramchek, better than Pete, better than Hurst, better than Eric McCoy. It has been Caesar Ruiz, and we just lost him. Without a doubt, without a doubt, it's he's been by far the best guy on that line. And you know, everybody, everybody was coming in, and I saw you calling out, and I'm pretty sure I was one of them too. Where uh, you know, we were always like, oh, he's you know, he's he's not it, he's not good, he's not good at all. And he came out, and I think he shut a lot of people up, man. It sucks he had to go down with an injury right here, but you're right, no, nobody on this line has been consistent. Except for him, he's the only one. The only one. The only one, man. Now, now let me ask you. Let me ask you this, Duff. Uh, especially since we're expecting a high running game, you know, who do you want to take those, uh, you know, second lead carries behind AK uh, tomorrow night or tomorrow during the day? Oh man, um, Taysom Hill. Yeah, Taysom Hill. Just hold the damn ball, Taysom Hill. Then um, David. I'm not even gonna say. I'm kind of I know. The, uh, the, uh, what's the kid? Eno. I want you know. You know. I yeah. was. I did not understand why we didn't play him more. 
uh, Eno looked phenomenal whenever he took over for uh, for James Conner during that little stretch when he was out. Right. I don't know why he wasn't getting more reps. When I saw David Johnson back there, I was I was more confused than anything. I was like, here we go again. Right. Like like so I think DA just likes old players. It started it started <laughs> to be what, what my assumption is, man. He don't he don't like anyone young sprung ready to, ready to do something with the ball. Like he just wants to give it to the old head. I mean, yeah, Davis Johnson maybe 10 years ago, he, he'd be the obvious one. But nowadays, bro, he's I don't even know if he deserves to be in the league anymore. Like right, right. you know, he, he's just not that guy. Not that guy. You don't have that speed, that power. Right. And you get that first opportunity, then you have a fumble, a drive-killing fumble like you had, which could have mm-hmm. cost the Saints the game because yep. you took parts off the ball. Trail says, go Saints and Pels. Okay, uh, let's see. 504 Code says, Pennant is used to playing in cold weather. Let's see how nasty he really is. Oh, true, up in Nebraska, right? That's what you yeah. were putting to imagine. Well, Northern Iowa. Northern Iowa. Oh, Northern Iowa, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Northern Iowa. So, that, yeah, he, he's used to that weather. But yeah, right. you got the coaches have to put them in. The offensive coordinator and the head coach have to have to put them in. Start the kid at left tackle. You ain't got I, nothing to lose. I mean, to be honest, I'm starting to think that on all these different podcasts, we should all just say opposite of what we really want to see, and then maybe the coaches will do it. Because I, <laughs> you know, not saying that any of us know better, right? You know? exactly. But like, but like, some things just seem obvious. obvious and I think that's yeah. been the most frustrating thing. Like things that things that we're saying are just like anyone with, with two, you know, something between the ears could tell you that this needs to be changed, that this needs to be adjusted. This needs to be made. And we just don't see it. Week in, week out. Right. And the same thing goes to management, Ms. Benson, Mm -hmm. Mickey Loomis, Kyle Hartley. Um, There needs to be a change and it needs to be at head coach. Yeah. And I, and I'm, it's going to be interesting to see with with Miss Benson. You know, she obviously got you know inherited into this. I love Miss Benson. I love what she she does for the team. I, I like some of the change she's been making around the uh, Smoothie King Arena, around the dome, and all this stuff too. But now I want to see her. You know, see what she's going to do as a boss of the Saints, making the tough calls. You know, right. is she is she capable of doing that on her own? Because there's even some people out here that think uh, you know Mickey Loomis shouldn't even be involved anymore. You know, there's a lot of tough calls that need to be coming. Right. And, you know, we've had this, you know, basically the same coaching staff for quite a while now, and it has worked. But as the game evolutionized, the staff has to evolutionize, too. If they're not willing to evolve into what this game is becoming, then they might need to go as well. I mean, you know, you talk about uh, what, what Bob said about uh, D.A. want to be a more conservative coach. Well, that that sounds all fine and dandy when you have, uh, you know, since you're used to having Drew Brees, who threw, you know, 71, 72 percent, you know, year in, year out. You don't have that in Andy Dalton. And this league now is all about high-firing offenses. You see guys like Geno Smith who came out of college, that that's what he was expected to do in the league. But he came into the league whenever it was all about conservative pocket playing. Now, all of a sudden, the league has changed, and it's more beneficial for his play style and him just to play himself. Look at him now. He's in the Pro Bowl. Exactly. exactly. Let me get this damn cat off my thing. (laughs) Come here, boy. Yeah, so I think – I think the Saints need to bring Jameis back. I hope I hope Jameis is back. So and I hope if J- that it means when Jameis comes back that there's a new head coach that is not Dennis Allen. That is not Dennis Allen. But I'm with Bob, and we all know if if Dennis Allen is the coach of this team, uh, Jameis Winston won't be back. He won't. And this no. team, this and let me tell you this. Ticket sales are going to suffer. Merchandise sales are going to suffer. They're already suffering, man. They're suffering already. 
So that's what I'm saying. You're not going to tell me, Miss Benson, David Lasha, if I'm saying his name right, the president, mm -hmm. the man who looks at the money, oversees the money, him and Mickey and Cotton, they're not sitting there and they're not bringing that to her attention. Like I told mm -hmm. Bob, we saw her on that field for that round. She ain't never been on the field before a game. Mm -hmm. And she wasn't shaking hands. She wasn't really smiling. That that lady was down there gauging the, the temperature of her team and of the man that's leading her team. And I'm sure she was looking around that dome and understanding how bad it is. Mm -hmm. They booed your hoodie coat. They introduced everybody last week. <laughs> and everybody in attendance booed the head coach. As an owner, you got you got the the bottom line is what? Money. You got it. Yeah. If you yeah, start hitting them in the pocket. Listen, this man's gonna cause you money. What free agent wants to come? Play I mean, I mean, look, look, right, right now, games tickets are going for like five dollars. Like, it costs more money for me to park my damn car in New Orleans uh, than it does for me to go. You know, like it, it's it's really a shame the way that all this is is happening. And and you're right, like they got to be looking at. Um, I mean, we're going on um, what almost almost twenty years of of sold out at the dome. Um, if things don't change, you know, we're in a struggling economy as it is. You don't think more and more people are going to go ahead and cough up some of those, uh, those tickets, some of those season tickets. Right. Exactly. They are. I mean, I already know people that are getting out of line like that. Like, you know, they don't even want to, they don't even want to get it offered to them right now. If they, if they have the chance, you know, right. and if they double down on this man, which I, I just got a feeling they all, they, they go suffer, man. This fact. They think we're playing. They think the who that nation is playing. And nobody's going back to um, dealing with seasons after this, back to back to back, until you decide and see that this man is just not the man. But like Bob said, like if he come they, at the end of the season, they, they meet with him. What are your plans for quarterback? And if he hesitates in any way and says, Andy Dalton or it's not Jameis Winston, or, man, bye, bye, Dennis. Thank you yeah. for your service, Bob. Right now, right now, it should be Bob because I I think the yeah. Saints go finish five and twelve. I don't right. think they're gonna beat Carolina. I know I know they're not beating the Eagles. I'm yeah, yeah, I know they're not beating the Eagles. Yeah, and Carolina's playing for the division, and y'all already lost to them. So Carolina's gonna beat them too. Yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be uh it's gonna be a headache the last three weeks, man. It's gonna be some tough football to watch. And that's why, like now, I think the conversations, you know, a majority of the pods that I've, you know, been listening to has been more of uh, what to do for next year than what's going on next week. Like, like what's happening uh, Saturday is really less relevant than what are right. we going to do for next year? You know, it, it's not giving up. It's just it, accepting the fact and trying to trying to figure out where we can go from this to not put us back in this feeling, man. We had so much hype, you know, right. leading into this year. We, you know, we felt like we still were a team that could have made, that should have made the playoffs. And I still, so I still stand true to that, that I think this team talent wise is a team that should have made the playoffs, you know, it, even it, injuries, even injuries beside, I think we still had talent to do it. Exactly. And, uh, you know, it's, it's been disappointing. It's been disappointing. It'll be a hell of a disappointing season, man. Now, one of the biggest needs for the Saints going into next season is running back. Yeah. Now, do we do the Saints invest in the running back in the first round or the second round or the third? Don't 
So but what? I think they have to get a running back in one of those rounds. What you say, Eric? No, no, sorry. Eric, what you what, what was your comment? All right, so Chris yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, man, uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I guess it all kind of come, it boils down to what's what's out there, man. I mean, you know, I, I think honestly, you know, I don't know what well, I mean, what's more important to you? You think running backs more important than what a, than what a quarterback would be? If if there was one that was available that we thought was competent enough for next year, or do you think we just ride what we got and try to build up, um, you know, some young bucks for that following year? Because I mean, that's kind of what it, what it feels like to me. I feel like next year needs to be a like a load up season. You know what I mean? Uh, you know, small positives. Work with uh, you know, re reestablish some of those defensive positions at, with the uh, you know, some of those aging uh players, um. You know, developing that run game again, uh, building some, bringing some players in from there. Because, you know, realistically, you know, you know, AK is getting up there at age for for a running back. You know, there's no telling. We've seen guys that you know go into their 30s playing running back and still do it successfully, but it, it's not it's not common. So you're even got to look as far as replacing him over the next three to four years. And what 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 do we do with AK, especially next year? You know depending on what happens with this court situation. That's going to be a whole other deal as well. I've heard some people, uh, rumors have gone around that they might not even try and keep them just so they don't have to deal with that extra headache that happens during uh, during that time period. Well, a lot of things come into play. First of all, who's going to be the head coach? Mm. That's one. Second, who who's the quarterback at that time? The main thing is, what draft capital will you get for Sean Payton? That's the main thing. Would it be right. a top 10 pick or would it be a top 15, top 20 pick? The reason I say that because the higher that pick, the better chance you get you get at getting one of those one of the top quarterbacks coming out in this year's draft. Well, you know, it's a deep it's a deep quarterback draft this year. It's very opposite from last year's. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I saw something the other day that was showing, um, you know, quarterbacks currently in the playoffs right now. The majority of them aren't first. first <laughs> Some of them right. aren't even second rounders. You know, like it's just it's just all about how you grade those players coming in, you know, and how you can coach them. Right now, my my concern is now that Sean Payton went out, and you know, obviously, you know, it, it's hard not to uh, avoid the obvious that Jameis was playing hurt, and and you know that could be a reason why he looked really poor, but we didn't see like a big development. He, like he downgraded from the year previous whenever Sean Payton was there. So, you know, are we going to invest in a quarterback coach that can coach, uh, you know, a young quarterback to do something? Cause we had Ian book for, for what, two years. And he didn't look like he improved at all, you know, working uh, with the practice squad, working with the, uh, the second unit and stuff during practice. He didn't look like he improved much either. So where, where do we go from there? I disagree. I think James didn't. Yeah, I don't. I don't think James um, got worse. I think he played injured. He forced yeah. his way on the field. He shouldn't have been on the field as a head coach. That that's a strike against Dennis Allen to me. You said must have failed. You knew that Definitely. kid could. You knew that kid couldn't go out there with cracked vertebrae in his back and play up to a high standard. Then you put him in the following week. You should have been fired then. Mm-hmm. 
you know. But go back and look at that Atlanta game. The whole team was in, in a fall the first three and a half quarters. Oh, but yeah, look, yeah. But look at that fourth quarter, how when James, after he got hurt, came out the tent. After he got hurt, came out the tent, James started winning and dealing. Yep. That's the talent that's there. That's the explosiveness that's there. I, I can't get him. I, I say bring James back, man. You have to, to me, you have to bring him back. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. he, the upside is just too too great, man. Mm-hmm. No, I noticed it uh, right away. You know, as soon as he came back that next week, you heard he was a little banged up before we knew, like, how serious that vertebrae issue was. You could tell when he was trying to throw the ball, he wasn't getting his hips into it. He wasn't turning with it. You could tell it hurt. Right. It was all arm. He was just lifting it back. He looked like Brett Favre throwing that thing. Right. There was no hips at all, all arm. And you could tell that's where the accuracy went. You know, it, you know, anyone that's played any, any sport, doesn't even have to be football, you aim with your feet. How your feet are placement right. gives you aim. When you sling that hip, that's where you direct them to. That's why the balls were floating right, left. Didn't There was no uh, judge of, of power whenever he threw it because he ain't used to throwing that way. He, you know, he's having to overshoot. Um, I hope they bring Jameis back. I mean, I I think majority of uh, Saints fans should hope that. I know not everybody is the same, but I think his talent is better than anyone you could pick up in free agency other than, um, like uh, Bob said, maybe Garoppolo, maybe, but he's just injury prone at this point. So, I, like, I don't even know if I would trust that. And it's hard to judge Garoppolo as well because – 49ers are just a full all-around team. They're 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 great coaching staff, great run game, great you know good wide receivers, good defense, you know good line. It's hard not to succeed when you have that. So even saying Garoppolo is a good option isn't saying much when you go and actually look at what he has to make him look good. Um, And I would hate to bring in a young quarterback and start him right away. I feel like I hate when quarterbacks get drafted unless they're like just first overalls and they're like NFL ready. Most of them are not NFL ready. They need at least, you know, eight games to sit out and just allow the game to catch up to them or give them a year, let them work underneath an experienced quarterback or, you know, under experienced quarterback coach before you throw them in uh, with right. the Wolves. So my thing is, uh, as far as Jimmy G is, I don't understand all the hate Jimmy G gets. I think Jimmy G is a good quarterback. Mm-hmm. He's been a winner everywhere he went. And my the yeah. one thing I say is this. If he's such a bad quarterback or not as good as people say he think he's not, why did the greatest quarterback of all time have to go upstairs to the owner and tell ask the owner to trade him? Because arguably one of the greatest, if not greatest, coach of all time wanted to move on from him. Come on, man. The man's been the two, he's been as the quarter. Um, quarterback of the 49, he's been to two NFC championship games, one Super Bowl, was an overthrow away from being a Super Bowl champion. And mm-hmm. of course, he has rings with, with, with the uh, with the Patriots. Jimmy G's a winner. Yeah. Look at his record. He's just a winner. Dude, and, and, sometimes, and sometimes that's just what you need, man. Like you just need a winner. Like like some dudes just are winners, bro. Like it don't it don't really matter. Like their skill set, they just can win games. You know, like uh, it's very true because, you know, I popped in a couple of uh, like 49ers podcasts and stuff during the beginning of the season because I was really trying to figure out what their thoughts were on like the Trey and, and Jimmy G situation. Mm-hmm. And when I'm telling you, every single one of them were like dogging, like like making fun of uh, Jimmy G and, and making jokes. And I'm like, I'm like, he just 
brought y'all to an NFC championship. Why? What are y'all dogging on him for? Because he had a couple bad games because he was playing with a bum shoulder, a, a bum throwing shoulder at that. Like, right. I, I, I didn't understand it at all. I didn't understand where the hate come from. The only thing that I could see as to why I wouldn't want him is not it's not so much because of lack of skill. Like, I think he's, you know, in that that medium range, you know, medium to high or average range. But uh, like you say, he he wins game. He don't have the yeah. good deep ball, but he makes smart decisions. And you give him pieces around. He works the checkdowns the right way. He can throw that thing uh, when when he needs to. Is he better than Andy Dalton? Yes. Yeah. 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 David David Rowe is he? I'm asking David and Rowe. Is Garoppolo a better quarterback than Andy Dalton? For the New Orleans Saints. And overall, is he a better quarterback? Yes or no? I'm waiting on your answer. David says <laughs> that Brock Purdy already looks better than Garoppolo. You know, that's kind of that's kind of a crazy statement. I, I have one of my buddies was kind of saying the same thing with uh with that as well. And Brock Purdy has, you know, he, he's looking all right. They ain't nothing about Brock Purdy that looks phenomenal, man. I mean, it, like I said, especially right now, you, you're talking about you, they got McCaffrey. If, he he literally just throws it to McCaffrey. McCaffrey's a scapegoat. Most of those passing yards come from a two-yard dump off to McCaffrey that'll go and take it for 27. He makes he makes uh, Garoppolo look good. I mean, shit, McCaffrey made uh, Sam Darnold look good. He makes everybody look good. Hey David, my brother, man, can, David, can you come on live, bro? Cause I, I, I want, oh. I, 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 I would love to hear your uh, assessment of this, man. He says Dalton has played better than uh, Jimmy G this year. Dalton got a lot of inflated numbers too. Yo, Rose says yes, but he can't stay healthy. Okay. I do agree with that. I do agree with yeah, that. Yeah, he right. They right yep. about that. Okay, I, I was about to say, Trav, did the Pels win? Cause I saw Jackson yeah. Hayes miss that thing free throw. Uh, okay, Gil just missed the uh, three. Oh my god, it almost went in too. That's horrible, man. Pels went so back and forth that game. We were up by twenty five, I think, or something like that at one point. Yeah, yeah. They, so Jackson Hayes played tonight. Yeah, yeah. He's actually he's actually playing well right now, man. He's wow. actually playing well. Okay. They well because he finally is not uh he's finally not a, a corner spotter like like he he's finally getting out the corner, cutting inside, and doing what. Right. God gifted him, which was be able to jump high and dunk the damn ball, man. Right. I don't understand why he was doing that in the first rebound. place. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but, you know, I will say this about Dalton, though. Dalton definitely hasn't cost us games the last the last couple. He has nah, looked he better. Has. He, has, yeah. he has looked yeah. better. Yeah, he has. I, I, got, I give him that. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't say that. I wouldn't say he's playing better than Jimmy. Uh, I don't think that's nah, – and, and I don't think he's a better quarterback than Jimmy. No, I don't even think in his prime he was a better quarterback than Jim. At really, truth be told. All right, family, let's go take a quick trip around the NBA. Some news. Well, we know from the other night, TJ Jeff went crazy mm-hmm. <laughs> 40 points, eight rebounds, and nine assists. Listen, a lot of y'all who be talking crazy about CJ and Get rid of CJ. I, I don't know. You, you're a fringe fans. You're not real fans. You're bandwagon jumpers. You don't know basketball. So thank we you. Go, we go. We go. Leave y'all alone. We're not even go. Um, <laughs> pay attention to y'all. 
but Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays to you too. But listen, <laughs> CJ, that dude, man, he's the third cog. He's the most important cog because you, when you try to um, take those other two out, he can go off on you. And mm. plus the emergence of Trigger Trey and Jose. Listen, the Pelicans. This time last year, we were sitting here. Don't forget here about, Larry too. Oh man, Larry has been Larry balling. Larry's been balling since he came off um, injured reserve last year. Larry, when they threw Larry in with that trade, I said that was a big throw. And remember, the mm, Pelicans. I couldn't believe we got both of them. I couldn't believe it. They've been trying to get Larry here to New Orleans. They've been Mm -hmm. wanting Larry. Well, he's hurt again, y'all. And the Davis out indefinitely with a stress on injuring his right foot for the Lakers. Um, Man, did you see the way he actually injured his foot? No, nah, I, I didn't. I, didn't I never seen. I never seen nothing like it. He jumped up to go. I think it was to go put in a, a putback shot, and he's in the air. And when he's in the air, he like swings his right foot around, and it like clips like the shin of another player. Wow! And he hurt it that way. He didn't land on it funny. He didn't mm-hmm. get stepped on or rolled on or running, falling to the stands or something. No, he was mid air. But, you know, baby jumping to put right. that put up a putback and just kick somebody, and that and that's how it happened, bro. Poor man, poor guy, bro. I feel bad for AD because he really is as much as I can't stand him and his uh, you know, what he did did to us. But like, he's such a special talent. He was like getting to where he was averaging like thirty eight points a game yeah. for for a stretch, man. But you can just can't stay healthy, bro. What's that game we had a couple weeks ago? That that was a serve fifty five seventeen. Yeah, man, that man, listen, now that's the, you, you ain't you seen know. numbers like that since since mm-hmm. Wilt, bro. Yeah, yeah you know, that, that, that was ridiculous right there. This man here, listen, we better enjoy him while we can. Mm-hmm. Just as a fan, I don't like the Lakers, we don't like the Lakers, but as a fan, enjoy greatness while you have it. Yes, I say the same thing about Joe, and I'm saying it right now about LeBron. Enjoy greatness while you can. Look at these numbers, the last five games. That's ridiculous. And 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 they had the nerve, uh, whoever it was that posted it, to not put him in the top thirty players in the world. Insanity. <laughs> they, they Insanity. And this young man here, he coming. He coming. He until might the, already, until the he playoffs already, come. Until the playoffs come. He got he, been, he got to that championship last year. I don't know. Maybe, sometimes maybe. sometimes you gotta go through them dog battles to get where you're trying to go, man. Maybe so, maybe so. Yeah. My my biggest thing with Tatum, and I've been saying, me and uh, me and nonfiction, my co-host, we've been saying it for a long time. We want him to stop trying to be Kobe, stop trying to you know wear the the shoes that say Mamba on it and all this stuff. Trying to be right. somebody that you're not. You're already a great ball player. Be yourself. You ain't got to be Kobe. You got to be Jason Tatum. You are good enough, man. Play your game, and you do that, and you you see now he's in the MVP uh, candidates. Yes, yes. Let's see. Jump to the end quick, some quick NFL news. Of course, earlier yesterday, we found out. Shouts out to Double D, Demario yes, Davis, sir. on making his first Pro Bowl, which is insane. Like Absolutely I was telling insane. Bob, I don't even think this is his best season as a New Orleans Saints. Not saying mm-hmm. he had a terrible season, but it hasn't been his best, and he makes the Pro Bowl. So, shouts out to Double D, Demario Davis, a great player on the field and a great person off the field. Yes, sir. Also, NFL power rankings. Family, do you agree with these rankings? Philadelphia, one. Buffalo, Kansas City, the Bengals, 49ers are five. The Cowboys are six. Cowboys will move up after they beat the Eagles tomorrow. 
I'm calling it. Mm -hmm. The Vikings are seven. I think that's too high for them. They just they go lose in the playoff. Miami yeah. is eight. The Chargers. Everybody, the Chargers are right ninth. We we had that as a destination for Sean Payton. Right now, they're ninth. And number 10, they had the Baltimore Ravens. So what, what's your feeling about that list, Zach? You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty cool with everything one through six for the most part. I, I, okay. I would think you can honestly slide Dallas ahead of San Fran, maybe just because of uh, Jim G going out. I mean, we still got to see what Purdy's doing. He hasn't really played no competition yet. Right. Uh, Minnesota, ain't no way they need to be in the top like top seven. Like, like maybe you can slide them down to nine. Dolphins showed when they were playing in a cold Buffalo that they could compete, and they should have won that game if it wasn't for the – horrible refereeing that went across the league last week that was embarrassing but to the league they they definitely are are much better than than where they got them there um as far as those bottom two teams i mean i don't think either of them are that good right now i think without i think you know unless lamar jacks come back and start like playing out of his mind right uh with huntley in there that they they went and know nothing special and honestly even with the Chargers, i have big hopes for them i i have really had them winning like 12 13 games a season mm -hmm. and i think a lot of people did i fell into the Chargers trap bro because everybody says uh you know i think there was like five years straight where they said the san diego chargers with philip rivers going to go to the super bowl and then they would not make the playoffs so right. they, they look the same to me like i don't think anything looks special with them okay okay but they have a quarterback that Sean Payton loves, so hopefully that's a landing spot. Hey, hopefully so. Hopefully so. Now here's a first round, a first overall pick who lately has just been playing like a first overall pick, and he had a game of his life last week. Almost turned into one of the most hurtful game of his career, but it ended on a positive to the chagrin of the Cowboy fans and supporters. But here he is. The Trevor Lawrence, the last four games, passing rating, 110-83, 11 touchdowns, one interception, 1,188 yards, and a 3-1 record. The Jaguars have a better record than the New Orleans Saints. Yo, I'm, I'm in the Jaguars to the playoff train, bro. I want to see him there. The everyone uh, coming out with Trevor Lawrence coming out of college said that he was the most game-ready uh, uh, rookie that they've ever seen. And he had a tough year because he plays for the Jags. I mean, we can we can excuse that. Uh, and he's just balling. He's doing his right. thing. He's working the ball to several different receivers, working it to Zay Jones, working to Christian Kirk. Uh, you know, they don't even have the running backs that they uh, – you know, Edian's just getting back after that little minor injury he had. They're looking good. I like what I'm right. seeing out of the yeah. uh, Jaguars. Because they have a coach. And the coach that – a coach that we not even – we didn't even interview in person. They, yeah, did a, Zoom call they did a damn Zoom call with a Super Bowl winning coach, man. Come That's on, disrespectful, man. That's disrespectful. Fly I, that man out and give him some dinner and take man. him to the finest dining restaurant that you could, can do. Even could. if this ass already was set on going to yes. Jaguar, you yes. still do it. It don't matter. Spend yes. your, put your money where your mouth is, bro. You know why? Because Sean had already gave his blessing, and they were gone with what Sean yep. said. That's they, 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 they stayed in house because they were comfortable. And they talked us into it, and we talked ourselves into it. We're going to yeah, give know. this man a chance. This ain't Oakland. This New Orleans. He got a better organization, a better team. And Raider Nation, they tried to warn us, but we wouldn't listen. And lo and behold, now we see exactly what they had to deal with for two and a half seasons, which the mm -hmm. New Orleans Saints hopefully will not do. Put this fan base and 
through that for two and a half seasons. He ain't, he ain't the guy, man. He just not. All, all our whole life stopped whenever Sean Payton took talked to that press conference, and we literally absorbed everything that he said, and we just foolishly were like, "Yes, sir, Mister Sean. Yes, sir. We believe you." Hey. Didn't work, man. All right, the Jets once had Revis Island. Now they got the sauce, man. Sauce Gardner. Listen, he wasn't talking at one time. This kid's good, man. I watched him. He's that good. He, he's a real good player. As far as young quarterbacks, who you like more? You like him or you like uh, your boy out of Atlanta? Oh, I like him. You like him over? I don't like him. I like, I like him too, man. I don't <laughs> like true, true, true. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah, yeah. Sauce, sauce is balling, man. Yeah, he's sauce. balling. And he, and he does it clean, too. He does yes. it clean, too. Yes, that's, that's the biggest thing. He's... He doesn't. He doesn't try to hack away and try to get you know lucky with not getting the call. He's a great defender. He has great anticipation. Right. He's got him on lock. Yeah. Yeah, man. So um. Yeah, man. So shout shouts out to Sauce Gardner, man. That kid's having a great great season, man. And and I'm under the pressure right now. Um, Saints need to just shut down um Chris Olave for the season. Mm-hmm. They need to just come out and announce that um, Marshawn Lattimore is on injury reserve, which he has been, just not, um, just not um, officially, but he's been on injury reserve. He's on injury. He won't be back either. Yep. Um, whoever's the head coach of this team next year, and I hope it's not Dennis Allen. We all hope it's not, but nine times out of ten, it's looking that he's going to be back. There will be a big shakeup on the coaching staff. But there are three coaches I'm hoping they can retain. Ronald Curry, Cody Burns, and Chris Richard. I think Nielsen's gone. I think Nielsen may even get interviewed for a head coaching job. I think I think he's out of here. Mm-hmm. Pete Carmichael's gone. Wherever Sean's gone. Good riddance. Peace. And, and like I said, he can also come get his buzzy on uh, Rizzy, too, because he damn sure has special teams you looking awful. Mm-hmm. They've been making some bad decisions on special teams, man. I mean, man, like Gillikin ain't helping nothing either, bro. I, I don't know what we came yeah. in last year. We were all were like, oh damn, South, we got our replacement. We yeah. got lucky. Yeah, man, slump. He's he's had about seven punts for like twenty five yards. I don't understand how yeah. you do it. South most slump, man. South most slump. But look, Zach, I want to thank you for coming on with me, brother. Yeah, appreciate uh, you having me man. on, man. Oh, Have man. a hey, uh, man. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, all that stuff, man. Oh, uh, man, you family, man. You know, you always welcome, man. I, I was happy always, when brother. you jumped on with me, my brother. I know, man. I've been so busy the last couple <laughs> weeks. I was like, I was like, dude, when I saw your message, I was like, oh my god, he messaged me like a like a week ago. I didn't even see it. I was like, damn. I was like, let me holler at him. So yeah, man. It was I good, good talking it. with you, man. Good cutting man. it up. Oh yeah, man. You know it. Hey, family. I want to wish everybody out there a happy holidays, a merry Christmas. Hey, man, y'all stay safe. Enjoy this weekend with your family. Listen, don't let the Saints ruin your ruin your holidays tomorrow. Expect the unexpected. Listen, no, watch the game with no intentions. The Saints, expect the Saints to lose. Then that way, if they surprise us all tomorrow and win, we feel good. <laughs> it's a great, it's a great Christmas. It's a it's a great holiday. Hey. So I expect them to lose. I don't want them to lose, but I expect them to lose. So with that, listen here. I love y'all. Y'all stay safe. And like we always go out, love and who that. And I'll see everybody Sunday. Oh, no, no, no. Let me let me stop that. I ain't coming on Sunday's Christmas. <laughs> I, I forgot. I'll see everybody next Wednesday on a special episode of the Kickback. So with that being said, I'm Dog 17. 
He's Zach from Real Spain Fan Sports. And we want to say Happy Hanukkah, Merry Christmas, uh, Dos Beyonce, whatever. Love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Have a good night and we out. All yes, right, sir. man. Talk to you later. Peace. Keeping it real with that sports pod. Legendary Coach Rock. Dos 17. Let's rock. Who that? Boss kick. Black and gold. Let's go. First and go from the one. Best believe we go punch. Punching in, get them punch. With them saints, watch us march. Down the field, down your throat. Keeping it real, who the sports. Breaking news, interviews. Open lines just for you. Call in, join in. Pell Nation, just win. B.I., Mount Zion, Coach Green, oh my. CJ, JV, trick or trade, Jose. Uh, keep it real, baby. Keep it real, baby.